0: Welcome to the message on The Anchor of Hope. My name is Pastor Gail Crock. I'm the president of Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan, and I'm glad that you have joined me for this message. You know, folks, it seems like we live in a day and age where everything is happening in the world, where nations are rising against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. We live in a day where there are earthquakes and famines and pestilence mudslides, fires, and it just seems like people are going through perilous times. Well, when you're in perilous times, one of the things that you and I need is the anchor of hope. I'm reminded of the old hymn my grandma taught me. It goes like this. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure. Be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. You know, in perilous times, in times of trouble, in times when you find yourself in the storms of life, We can have peace that passes all understanding in Christ Jesus if we are anchored to the hope of Jesus Christ. I want to read a scripture that I find very encouraging. In it's Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 through 20. Because God wanted to make the unchangeable nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our souls, firm and secure. It entered the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become our high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Jesus has done the one thing. God promised that there would be a Savior. God promised he would send a Redeemer, one who would die for us so that we could have eternal life. And that Redeemer's name is Jesus. He entered in, he died, he shed his blood, and when he rose from the dead, the curtain in the Holy of Holies was rent in two, and he made a way for us to have access to the Father through the name of Jesus Christ. What a hope we have in this anchor called Jesus Christ. Now I want to talk about 11 key points as it relates to the anchor of hope. Number one, we have the hope of eternal life. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know what, folks? The minute you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, you enter into eternity, and eternal life is yours. What a hope. Point number two, we have the hope of protection. Point number three, we have the hope of guidance. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restoreth my soul. He guides me along the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. That's where the guidance comes in. He guides us along the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Why does his rod and staff comfort me? It's because when the wolf would try to come and attack the sheep, the shepherd would take his rod and smack the wolf on the head and drive him away. And therefore, we have Jesus, and we have the authority of his name to command the enemy to get away from us, and he has to leave. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we see in Psalm 23, we have the hope of protection. We have the hope of guidance that the good shepherd would be with us and walk with us, protect us, and keep us safe and guide us all the days of our life. Point number four, we have the hope of a new home. And point number five, we have an amazing promise. John 14, 1 through 6 says, and these are the words of Jesus, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Behold, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Then Jesus says in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In this scripture, we see the hope of a new home, that God has gone ahead of us to prepare an amazing place for us to live in heaven. What a promise. A home tailor-made, just the way we like it. That's because he loves us so much. And then we have the hope of an amazing promise. You might say, what's the amazing promise? The promise is that you have a home waiting for you, And point number six, we have the hope of Jesus' return. He said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also. So if you're going through a hard time in life, I'm hoping that you will listen to this message and get amazing hope from it that will help get you through the storms, the trials, and the things that you're battling with. Point number seven, the hope of a new body. As I've worked as a hospital chaplain over 18 years, I have seen so many people suffering in their body, going through struggles with cancer and heart disease and diabetes and people suffering from pain and injuries. And it just seems like the pain and suffering in life never ends. Yet we have the hope of a new body and I want to talk about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 55. It says this, Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed. In a flash, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, old death, is your victory? Where, old death, is your sting? In this scripture, it says there's coming a day when Christ returns that we will get a new body The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And in the scripture, we have the hope of a new body. But also, point number eight, we have the hope of final victory. The victory over death. No fear in death because death has lost its sting. Jesus has conquered death and death is not the end. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Praise be to Jesus our Lord that gives us the hope of the final victory that death has been defeated. Point number nine, we have the hope that with Jesus we can make it through whatever trial we're going through. And I love the words in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 7 through 10 which says, Praise be to the Lord for this scripture. How could Paul pen these words? How could he write such statements that no matter what he was going through, that he could make it through? Well, it's because he knew Jesus. He also knew what Jesus had called him to do and where his life was going. And he had such an anchor for his soul that no matter what happened around him, the word perplexed in the original language means to be on the edge of a nervous breakdown. So you know that Paul was suffering tremendously when he wrote these words, but yet Paul firmly put his hope in Jesus Christ and he knew where his soul was anchored. Another scripture that goes along with this key point is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory, thou far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. We need to keep an eternal perspective. If we do, we can rise up on the wings as eagles and we can see how the Lord views things. How could Paul say that his struggles were light and momentary? I think they were pretty difficult to go through. I've never been shipwrecked. I've never been beaten with rods because the scripture says that's exactly what Paul went through. He was whipped. I don't know. I don't call that pretty light and momentary. I call that pretty dramatic and traumatic, right? But the way he did it was he kept his eyes on the eternal and not what he had going on around him. And because of his eternal perspective and vision, he could make it through with Jesus as his anchor of hope anything he was going through. Point number 10, the hope of the resurrection. This is one of my favorite points. I love the words of John chapter 11 verses 21 through 25 that says, Lord, Martha said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. As I'm reading this, I'm getting a picture of standing at the graveside of many funerals. Over my years, I have done the funerals of many believers. And as I have stood there and quoted the words of Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, even though you die, you will live. What a powerful scripture of hope. And maybe you're listening to this and you're saying, man, you know, I don't have that hope in my heart. Well, I got good news for you today. You can have that hope in your heart. Real simple. Just invite the Lord Jesus to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins, and be your Savior. Receive the anchor of hope into your heart today. It's as simple as that. But you know what? In many funerals, death of children, adults, young and old, I've read this scripture and the words of Jesus. They make such comfort, and they're in my heart, and I know they're true. And Jesus wants you to have this hope. There is a resurrection day coming, and it is true, and it is a promise, and it is amazing. Point number 11. Man, this is one of my favorite points and favorite scriptures. I know I said the last one was a favorite, but this is even more favorite. The hope of heaven and the end of suffering. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among people. And he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, mourning, crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And this is a good point for you to say, amen and hallelujah, this is great. It's the hope of heaven and the end to suffering that there's coming a day when Jesus will come again and we will go to be with him and suffering and torment and sorrow and death will be banished forever and we will live in heaven with Jesus and be around his throne and be in his presence every day, never having to go through the trials of earth again. Wow, what a perspective. You know, folks, that's where we need to keep our eyes. You know, as I'm reading this scripture, I'm really feeling the presence of Jesus. I feel like he wants you to know today. He loves you. He's with you. And he wants to help you. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17 says, The spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take from the free gift of the water of life. Verse 20 says, He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. At the end of the book of Revelation in chapter 22 there is an invitation. The invitation is for all who hear these words. There is an invitation to open your heart to invite Christ Jesus, who is the one and only anchor to come in. I don't know where you've been, I don't know what you've done, but it really don't matter. The arms of the Savior are open wide to you. And this day, as you're listening to this, wherever you're at, there's an invitation coming to you. Through the sound of my voice, I just know that Jesus is calling. And he wants you to open your heart. If you've never received him, he wants you to receive him. If you walked away from him, he wants you to come back. He wants you to know he loves you. He cares for you. And that he has never left you. No matter where you've gone on your journey, no matter where you've been, the master has been there all along. Even when you didn't see him, he was there. And today he calls you to a new life. To a new place, to put your life and to anchor your life in the hope of Jesus Christ. If you've never accepted him into your heart in your life, I want you to pray with me right now. Just say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my savior. I believe you are the son of God and that you died on the cross for me. I receive you into my heart right now by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want to quote these words from Romans. If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And you can take that to the bank. It isn't based on how you feel. God's promises are not based on how we feel. They're based on his word, which does not lie or change. Well, today I just want to say God bless you. I want to thank you for joining me today on this program. I hope it has been an inspiration, and I hope you've received hope, and I pray for you right now that the angels of heaven would go to you and minister to you, because it says in Hebrews one fourteen that angels our ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation, and that's you and that's me. So right now I pray for the ministering angels to surround you. May God bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you peace. Amen. If you want to learn more about this ministry, go to our website, www.spiritualcareconsultants.com. And then you can also visit www.S as in Sam, C is in Cat, C as in Cat, Healing Begins with an S on the end, dot com. Have a great day. Put your anchor and your hope in Jesus Christ.